The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Hey, hey, what's up? Johnny Catfish here, ambassador for Groom Goon Beard and Body Care. Are you tired of your beard feeling rough and not so fresh? Do yourself a favor and do what I did and check out www.groomgoon.com. Groom Goon carries a variety of beard oils and beard and body soaps that will leave your beard feeling soft and smelling great all day long. Don't just take my word for it. Go check it out for yourself. Again, that's www.groomgoon.com. And at checkout, use discount code CATFISHTHEGOON, all one word, CATFISHTHEGOON, and receive 15% off your purchase. Why choose Groom Goon? Well, because your beard deserves it. We're the punks, we're the punks, we're the, we're the, we're the punks. We're the punks, we're the punks, we're the, we're the punks. This is Hook Vicious. Listen to my show, The Punk Corner, on KJ Epic Radio, every Thursday from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Hey fellow fit nerds, this is Monica Ellis with Superheroes Nutrition. So I'm here today to let you know in terms of maybe getting in shape, you love superheroes, you need a change in your life, I really want you guys to check us out. We have an Instagram, it's Superheroes Nutrition. I'm Wonder Woman on there um, and I'm here to set the example for individuals who need a change in their life. Everybody needs some motivation. Everybody needs some inspiration. Check out our page. We have superhero workouts. We're going to be launching um, a brand new fit kit pretty soon. And we have a YouTube channel. So please check that out. Um, my email is monica at superheroesnutrition.com. So like I said, if you're looking for a change, you want to get fit, and you need some extra push in the right direction, then this is the cert- uh, certainly the place to get started. Thanks so much. up it is your boy johnny blaze back at you once again for a new edition of the all angels podcast rebranded and new and improved if you guys are listening to the show and you're looking at our new logo it's because uh it's rebranded we got a new co-host he's been on the show a few times already daniel garcia from halo haven welcome aboard he's a new co-host to the show Welcome aboard, Daniel. Thank you, man. Just glad to be part of something. You know, this podcast is really cool. I enjoyed the first couple of times we've done it, and now to be actually part of it, part of it, you know, it's really cool. I enjoy it a lot. Awesome, dude. So what's going to happen is we're going to try to do it, I mean, obviously together because we bounce information off each other, and that seems to go way smoother than just sitting here and rambling, you know. It seems like you ramble half the time when you do it, you know, by yourself. You kind of feel like almost like you're crazy a little bit because yeah. all you're doing is talking to yourself. You don't know what, right. uh, is this a good point? Is this a bad point? No one's there to give you any kind of feedback. So you're just like, all right, I hope this makes sense. And you just kind of go on from there. But, yeah, definitely. I I, I feel more comfortable doing it with someone else because I did a little Absolutely. test run just to kind of, you know, learn the system and learn how, you know, what the buttons are and stuff like that. And I listened to it back. I'm like, Man, am I just talking to myself the whole time? Or like, what's going? It's just, yeah, it's weird. But you know, like you said, one of us will do it at least. Yes. But the whole plan is to definitely do it at the same time, do it together. Yeah. So you know, from that, from going forward now, you yeah. Know, and that's uh, that's the idea because so often I would I have the all the uh, Blazing Mount Funsky Wrestling podcast that you can catch every Wednesday at set at seven forty five eight o'clock and. I do that show. I do the Punk Corner on www.epicradio.tv in the high desert every Thursday from 5 to 7 usually. And so I've been, I've been busy. And like I don't mean to neglect the All Angels podcast. That's something that I love to do. But 
I didn't just want to have like someone that didn't know what they were talking about, like right. jump yeah. on, uh-huh. you know. And then I got in touch with you, and we did, you know, you jumped on, and everybody seemed to love it. And I was like, oh man, I like I like having you on. So I'm like, let's just do it. And so from now on. You can go on www.spreaker.com and look up uh, EBW Network. That's the umbrella network for the podcast that we have on EBW Network. The All Angels Podcast, based on Malfunsky Wrestling Podcast. Uh, pretty soon we'll have the 12 and a half Par 6 Podcast with Malfunsky and uh, Han Cholo and I don't remember the other Han Cholo and Chewy. Uh, so they're the 12 and a half Par 6 show. So we're going to have shows on the EBW Network, including this one. And this one is in association with Halo Haven. We're live from Halo Haven right here, and you can, if you're watching us on Facebook Live, because we're on Facebook Live right now on Halo Haven, this is this is the place, this is Halo Haven, I love coming here, um, so we'll try to do it here as much, as often as we can, you know, we'll be bugging Chris, security yeah. Johnson, but, he'll be, in, um, he'll be somewhere else, and we're like, you know what, just let us off in, yeah, we'll, just, we'll be alright, just leave the key under the mat, and yeah. we'll, we'll let ourselves in, but, that's what it is, we're a, a rebranded and ready to go, and I'm excited, we will be on iTunes soon, hopefully, um, everything got submitted in, so you'll be able to actually go on iTunes, subscribe, and then you'll have it on your podcast on your Makes iTunes. Makes everything a lot easier, yeah, man. a lot easier. And then too, this kind of with the rebranding, you know, with Halo Haven now getting involved. If you go to the Instagram, our link is on the bio, or the link's in the bio. So now, you know, if you you forget because it is kind of long the, the the link, but now if you just go to the Instagram of Halo Haven, Halo underscore Haven, and just look in the bio, there's a link there. Click it, takes you straight to the page. Where you'll have all the all angels podcast, the most recent one, and all the ones from the past. If you you know yeah. you're bored and you want to listen to something from you know last month or a couple of months ago, they're all there. Or even two years ago when we won the Western <laughs> Division. The good times. seems like so long the ago, good right? Times. Seems like so long ago. So that's the news for the show moving forward. I'm excited. We're all excited. I know Chris um, is working on the video aspect of it, uh, as far as you know, incorporating Halo Haven with the All Angels podcast. And I'm I'm super excited for that, and I won't I won't spill the beans on what we got working with our yeah. local stuff, but uh, when we get that going, it'll be it'll be awesome. So, moving forward now from that, we didn't really we, the last show we did we recapped probably the month of May I think it was yeah so yeah. so there's a little bit of gap in between right that. but let's look at the first half of the season right now. First half of the season, I personally believe that we're overachieving. Somewhat, considering all the injuries that we had, especially right. the pitching staff. Especially with the bullpen. The bullpen, pitching staff. Um, guys are starting to come back now, hopefully. But I believe we overachieved. What are your thoughts on the first half of the season? No, I think I, I completely agree that, you know, at a certain point, you're getting these great performances from guys you haven't heard of, like a Parker, like a Hernandez, like a, uh, you know, a Chavez, like these guys that were, you weren't expecting anything from coming into spring mm-hmm. training are now doing great for you, uh, Bud, in a whole different role than he's ever done before. So in a way, yeah, you were kind of over, um, you know, doing better than we thought, people in different roles. So, yeah, we kind of were playing with fire a little bit just to kind of, you know, the, the injuries, like you said, to stay above water. So hopefully now, like, he's, like we were talking about, you get everyone back, can now make a serious run and just kind of see where it goes from there. Yeah, so... I personally, my thing was, everybody seems to be so negative. And I, t- I do it too. I'm right. negative on the pitching staff. Jesse Chavez giving up a lot, of, a lot of home runs. Rick and Alaska giving up a lot of home runs. But when you actually look at what they've done for us. Big picture wise, yeah. Dude, it's, they've been key to us kind of staying afloat. Oh, yeah. Being what? How many games back are we in the wild card? Second wild card? So uh, four and a half? Three now. Like Ooh, three see? coming in today. And today, as we, as we record right now, it is August the 3rd. Yes. August the 3rd. Um, so we're right there. And everyone seems to say, oh, they suck. Angels are blah, 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 this and that. But I think J.C. Ramirez won his 10th game of the season last yeah, year. Yeah, and if you were like we were, talking, we were talking about this before the All-Star break where I think he had like eight at the time or something like right. that. I'm like, if you were telling me at the beginning of the year this guy's going to have eight wins by the All-Star break, you're going to be like, doing what? Like, right. For what team? Like, There was no way you would think that he would have eight wins. You would think the majority would go to Richards or the majority would go to Skad or someone like that. But... Yeah, he's definitely been a fine oh, this yeah. year for, for what we need. Oh, yeah. So pitching staff, to me, has been a huge part of keeping us afloat. Uh, and then, like you said, the, the bullpen. Bud Norris, in a, to me, he looks like a closer now. I don't know if I've, I kind of looked at him, and I'm like, okay, when he first came in, we looked. he was actually battling for a starting position yeah, in spring spot, training. that fifth spot. And so now 
you look at him and he's converted himself into a closer, a pretty damn good one, to be honest with you. He's right. had a few rough starts since the All-Star break. Yeah. But the dude has never been in this role before. No, that's... And to me, he's kind of been the savior of that bullpen only because, you know, Cam went down. Houston Street's pretty much been gone all season long. And uh, he was asked to do a role that he's never done before in his career. And he's achieved. I don't know how many saves he has exactly. What is it, about 18? Yeah, he has Something a... like that? Yes, well, 16 saves over okay. 44 games. ERA, just around 3.9. But that's probably inflated more so because of the last handful of games. He right. had a really bad July. And I remember that. But, um, the beginning of the season, he came in and gave up a bunch of runs in non-closing situations. Right, when they were still trying to figure out right. the, whole, the whole situation with the closure so, between him and Cam. And yeah. Cam going down and kind of gave it to him full time. And, and, you know, we lost a guy in David Hernandez in a trade. That yeah. I, I like the guy because he had... Uh, experience as a closer right. so he brought some of that late inning experience to the angels eighth seventh eighth inning guy actually was doing really good towards his last few games with the angels got traded over to the diamondbacks but you know you lose a guy like him but a guy like keenan middleton has stepped up somewhat yeah I and think- you can see that this kid has potential yeah, uh, Middleton's been a big find for the Angels. I mean, he's been in the system, so it wasn't like they signed him off the street or anything like that. Right. But he was. He was just out here last year, the 66ers, and, you know, was was doing really well then and was in AAA, I believe, at the beginning of the year, and they got got called up, and he's been a really good find. Like like any rookie, kind of hit a rough patch for a little bit. Right. Um, but he seemed to – he got a really big jam last night with the, yeah. with the Phillies game, which yeah. hopefully can bring his confidence around because we need that arm. Because yeah. if you figure, okay – if you have uh, Bud and you have Camp for eight and nine, however you want to mix it up, you're definitely going to need a seventh inning guy. And if all things work and you know Middleton can be that seventh, you can bring uh, Parker in when you get in a jam because he yeah. does really good with base runners on, with the people on base, right. inherited runners. He does really good with that, so he can be your guy where you know the starting pitcher maybe only goes six innings, but in the seventh he has a guy on second and first with two outs. You can bring in Parker with his high strikeout rate. He would more, you know, he you have confidence in him that he'd be able to get out of that jam. Right. Where a lot of a lot of relievers like coming in fresh inning. I don't want anyone on. Right, you know right, what I mean? So right. like Parker seemed to really take hold of that role. Where it's like, yeah, I'll come in with two on and you know one out or two out and get out of it. He's done it a lot. Yeah. So I I, I, I like how the bullpen is forming and and it's working out really well. Yeah, it's bad to see Hernandez go, but you know I don't think it's anything to where we don't have anything any pieces to come back and pick right. up from. So. No. Yeah. Definitely. We got guys. Keenan Middleton has a great arm. You can see it. So young. He can only get better. I don't see him getting any worse. Yeah. So Keenan is a guy that's going to be in the bullpen for the future, a late inning. Maybe not a closer. Not right away. But maybe, who knows? Not right away. But yeah, yeah, you know, two, three years from now, you you can't say what's going to happen one way or the other. But, you know, Cam is probably the guy who's going to be the closer for the next upcoming years. Yeah. He's the future of that closer's role. But a guy like Keenan Middleton can only grow in that position. So, Speaking of the bullpen, you know, we're kind of jumping around right now. And if you guys are on Facebook Live, or I'm sorry, not Facebook Live, Instagram, you guys can shoot us messages. If you guys want us to talk about a certain subject, shoot us a message and we'll let you know uh, our opinion. It's an opinion show. We don't claim to know everything, but, you know, we like to talk about what we think we know. So, (laughs) um, bullpen, I guess you can say kind of got stronger. And a lot of people are giving Mike Socher and Artie Moreno heat. For sending the Jesse Chavez down to the bullpen, a lot of people are saying, oh, that's a, a, a monetary move. Like, they save a million dollars if he doesn't go over a certain amount of innings. To me, it's more of a, the guy just, as much as I, I commend him for doing a pretty decent job keeping us afloat, when you got a guy like Ty, uh, Tiger Skaggs coming back, somebody's got to go down in that. Yeah. Right, Heaney's coming back. Someone's got to go down to that bullpen. It had to be Jesse Chavez, right? Who else would you send down to the bullpen? No, I think you're absolutely right. And I think the idea behind it, especially when Skaggs and Haney come up, uh, for you guys that don't know, Skaggs is starting Saturday at yes. Angel Stadium. Haney's still about two or three AAA starts away from rejoining the team. So hopefully mid-August, the late August, he'll be in there. But definitely the September stretch, he'll you know knock on wood, everything goes well. Um, but the whole idea is that those guys are going to be on pitch counts. You, can, yeah. you can't go 95 pitches with these dudes that are just coming off an of injury. So right. with, with with Chavez moving to the bullpen now, if Skaggs gets the pitch count around 80 and it's only the fourth or fifth inning, now you have a guy that can stretch himself yes. a little bit longer and yeah. can give you two, three solid innings and, and can help out that point. Because to this point, yeah, Petit, he, he had a spot start last Saturday. He did really Toronto. well. He did really well, but yeah. that's not someone you want to go to the well to every no. single time. Like no. if you have a, a – a proven starter in Chavez, and 
and you look at his numbers, first time, first two times through the through the lineup, he's done really well. It's that yeah. third time, that fourth time through the lineup to where people are starting to pick up on his stuff. So if you can limit that to where maybe if one of those guys gets in a high pitch count situation early in the game, you can bring him in for the for you know the fifth, sixth, seventh inning, and then get handed off to that bullpen we were talking about with the Middleton, the Cam, and the Bud. And then, you know, that that would work. That um, that that seems like that would be the way to go. And just, to me, it, it makes a pitching sense more than anything else. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So the bullpen, obviously, for us, and at least in my opinion, has been something that's been a surprise. I think we're, we're up there top in the league in ERA, I believe, in bullpens. Uh, not like the best, but who would have thought coming into the season yeah. we'd be in the... Yeah, bullpen ERA right now is just, just a tad under or over four, so you, right. you're not crazy about that. But, like, again, with the kind of pieces you're kind yeah, of... Yeah, dude, what we're dealing with. Yeah, I mean, you got Norris, which, you know, no one thought he was going to be a reliever to begin with. Right. You have uh, Parker and who Hernandez, no really I, I believe, with. were minor league uh, yeah. spring training invitees. Right. You have a kid in Keegan that was, you know, um, in single A yesterday or last year felt like yesterday and you know some other pieces we had um uh, uh what's his lefty that alvarez alvarez that was you know had a really really bad couple of months that probably ballooned it up a little bit but you know all things considering and only three games out it's not it's not the worst thing in the world yeah no so pitching staff was a huge problem so we're touching on that obviously heaney coming back is going to be huge skaggs obviously um I heard uh, some people on the internet, on social media, talking about how, oh, well, with Skaggs and Heaney coming back, maybe, you know, they're going to have a couple of rough starts where they might get lit up. Possible, very possible. We can't lose games right now. But in the long run, you got to look at the big picture and say, these guys are the best option we have to win games. Even if worst case scenario, even say the Angels were out of it, you know, six, seven games out of the wild card, you would still want them in there to get get their reps, get their um, pitch count, just at least for anything they look forward to the 2018 season. Right. So, yeah, they might come in. They might have a little rough start here and there. They might, you know, get lit up in one of those first couple starts. But, you know, you kind of live through that, and then hopefully towards the back end, like in September, they're able to put everything together and really be able to solidify a, a pitching rotation that, that needs, a, needs an ace, needs a bona fide guy that can – come and win a game when they need to. And if you look at that rotation for next year, Heaney, Skaggs. I told you last time, I wasn't on the podcast, we were just talking when you came over the other day. I were talking about how I don't really rely on um, uh, Garrett Richards being the ace of the staff because he's been hurt. So I don't have faith in Richards, but it's Heaney, Skaggs, Tropiano, Nolasco, I think, has an option. Lasco uh, has an option. He might come back. And then you got Shoemaker. Shoemaker. And you got um, the kid, uh, uh, Bridwell. Bridwell and even Meyer. 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 I mean, we'll have – and, again, this is kind of reminds me of, what was it, a couple years ago where they're like, man, they have so many pitches. That's when they had CJ. That's when they had um, um, a bunch of guys. The next thing you know, they're falling. They had Weaver. They had CJ. They had Richards. They had Shoemaker. They had all these guys. And uh, – you know, one 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 falls out and then another one comes in, you know. So it's never bad to have more pitching than you need. Absolutely. So first half of the season, pitching's been a bright spot for us considering all the injuries. But bright spot for offensively, obviously Mike Trout, but talk about Simba, bro. Dude, I was just looking at the numbers the uh, last couple of days. And, you know, this watching games, watching games when I can – I can see Simba, Simba uh, doing really well offensively because you can tell he's he's hitting the ball better. He's almost to his career high in home runs. So with that, it's 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 great. He's producing. When we, when Trout was out and he needed someone to produce, we were able to get someone to produce. Now that we are uh, Trout's back, you're hoping now he can probably fit a little bit more into the RBI, get people on, get in front of, get on for people in front of him. Um, but his, there was a stat that came out. He was he's third in the majors in WAR. He leads the team in WAR, which for you guys that don't know, it's it's wins above replacement. Your average player is gonna be at a zero WAR. Um, and Simba right now is as at um, I believe like five point three wins above replacement, which is really good, really good. So with with him taking up a, a big load, it, it helps the team out huge. It's just it's it's a it's an extra 
couple runs a, a game that we didn't have before. And, you know, I, I never get tired of talking about him. I think I've talked about him on the last two podcasts. But <laughs> looking back at that trade now, oh, what, are, what are all the people that hated the, the trade? Oh, we gave up Ibar. We gave up Ibar. He hit 300 for us, what, maybe one season? Yeah. Now, look, I loved Ibar. I love what he did for us, you know, whatever. But um, I, what I, he, dude was still, what, 31, 32 years old? Yeah, he, when was, he, got traded? he, was, yeah, he was definitely on his So decline, you yeah. figure. Simba was what? How old is he now? 29, 28, 29? We've had him last season, this season. I think he was 27. Yeah. I could be wrong. But not only do you gain a guy who's a lot younger, but his glove saves you a lot of games. Oh, I think that's a big part, too. Right. When they when they take into that, that war stat I was talking about, you know, it's easy to, to kind of look at the offensive stats, X amount of home runs, X amount of RBIs, X amount on base percentage, blah, blah, blah. But the war also takes into account runs saved you have on the defensive side of the ball. Right. You know, if... Say an average player, that ball gets through the hole. Simba gets to it, throws the guy out. That's you know that goes into everything. So the stats like that, people are kind of up and down about saber metrics. Some people love them, right. some people hate them. But wars, you know, it's, it's a good thing to look at because it takes everything into account. Right. It doesn't just take in his on base percentage or his batting average right. or his RBIs. So yeah, he saves the team a ton of runs defensively, oh, more than more than I think people understand. And and that's when they traded for Ibar. Said hey, he's going to win us a lot of games just with his glove. If he hits 250, 260, I'm cool with that. But he's batting over 300, right? Am I right or yeah? Oh yeah, he's he's right up there with he's that. He's got 11 home runs and he's up there in the RBI range considering he's probably been batting what fifth sixth in the lineup yeah he hasn't been he hasn't put in a situation where he can drive in a lot of runs so yeah he has uh, 11 home runs almost 50 rbis and 15 stolen bases which i think is kind of going underrated where you don't realize you know how well he's a he's you know taking that extra base and putting himself in scoring position to help out the people in front of him right or in back of him so he bright spot other other bright spots for the first half of the season or up until now at least we got you. I have to give credit to Cameron Maben for stepping into the leadoff role when, you know, when Trout got hurt and they had to move someone. You know, he was a catalyst for that for the team at that time. They kind of got on base, scored runs. Was you know, bad. I don't know exactly the numbers he was batting or what his average was at the time, but before he got hurt, he was kind of starting to kind of cool off a little bit. But you can't take oh, yeah. for granted what he did when Mike Trout was out. No, you can't because like. And when you, you have this fear with new players coming to a new team and stuff like that, where he doesn't really have a defined role. Like, Escobar has been starting, um, been the leadoff for the last couple of years, and so everyone kind of assumed coming into this season, that's what's going to be Escobar's spot. He's right. going to lead in role. So now you have Maven, who is probably uh, typically a, a leadoff guy anyways with his right. speed and able to get on base, stuff like that. Now he's trying to find his niche. Where is he a six? Is he seventh? Like where is he? Where does he feel more comfortable? And now, when Espar went down with an injury earlier in the year, he was able to uh, step into that role, and it's kind of been you know hasn't looked back since then. So it, it's been a really good, really good find for him. You know, his, it was a one year deal, so at the time you're thinking, okay, we'll just give this guy a tryout and see how it goes. And he's I, personally, if you ask me, if they resign him again at the end of this year for like two or three more years, I'd be perfectly fine with that because now you have a. a you have that left fielder that we've been missing for yeah. a while now, and now you have a left, center, and a right, and a leadoff guy, which you know something that every team needs. He's stealing bases, stealing bases, yeah, which is helps a lot. Yeah, so Maven, another again, another bright spot. So again, like guys, if if these guys weren't performing, we'd be a lot worse. We'd be, you know, especially in the division that we're in, we're already 17, 18 games out, but we would be totally out of any playoff contention if it wasn't for guys like, you know, the guys we just talked about now. So. Uh, obviously, Mike Trout. We got to talk about Mike Trout. Recording. So now he's at. Oh yeah, twenty-one. Because yeah, yeah, twenty yesterday and then twenty-one today. Yeah. And so. That the stat was what you know, the youngest player to ever hit twenty. So what six? Twenty home runs? runs and six straight first, first six uh, major league seasons or whatever. Twenty five. Yeah, or something, something like that. that. That's a crazy stat. Um, I mean, how? In, I mean, I know it sounds stupid to even ask, but how incredible is Mike Trout, dude? No, and and it just shows what kind of player he is, and you know, and it's kind of going off the rail a little bit. But Aaron Judge, he has had a great year. He has kind of slowed down a little bit. Um, and I guess right now, you guess him between him and Altuve, they're gonna battle between the 
the uh, AL MVP. But don't don't count out Trout if he's able to have a good couple months. Those guys kind of cool down, and then if the Angels are, are in a serious position to make a run on um, on the wild card, and if you know if they're lucky enough to get in, you know he will get a, a lot of a lot of looks for 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 MVP. Like don't count out Trout's MVP. And I was actually listening to the um, Baseball Tonight podcast on ESPN with Buster Olney. It's a good podcast to listen to, and that actually came up. Can Trout outrun or catch up to these guys? And, and this is what they said. All right. Here we go. Mike Trout, Mike Trout. Uh, a home run last uh, night. He's now tied for six in majors. That's why I started sweating at the end. According to fan graphs, at 4.3, Aaron Judge is at 5.8. Can Mike Trout run him down like the freeze? Absolutely. Yeah, he can. Yeah. It would not surprise me. Could be. Buster only, um, yeah. I mean, it, it wouldn't surprise me to, if he was able to catch up with these guys and, and make a serious run the next couple months and, and really close the gap and make it interesting, make it make it fun to watch and see how how close he gets to it. I mean, he definitely like, dude. If he goes on a tear, and we've seen him go on these tears where he'll hit or uh, like a crazy four something in like the last ten days with six home runs and eighteen RBIs and be the player of the week or the player of the month. Why not? I mean, oh yeah. I mean, look, when he got hurt, I think he was tied with Judge in home runs, and he was right up there in RBIs. Mm-hmm. And what Judge is at about thirty-four home runs, so that seems about right. About a month, month worth of home runs and RBIs that he missed, but he definitely can make a run at the MVP. I don't see why not, um, and especially if the Angels can stay in contention and possibly win that second wild card spot. Why wouldn't he be in consideration for the MVP? You know? Yeah, I mean, and I don't know. Again, it, it's 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 sports writers that that vote on it, so don't underestimate that the that the writers won't remember how great of a start. Like, I don't think people understand how great of a start he had of the season before he before the thumb injury. He had he was on pace to to, to set all personal records for himself: home runs, mm-hmm. RBI, stolen bases. He said at the beginning of the year. That he was really, he really wanted to be, you know, a 30-30 guy, you know. So don't underestimate that all these um, baseball writers will uh, forget that, you know. Right, Cause, absolutely. Because that's a big deal. And if you just look at his numbers this year, and I know it's on pace to play for 162, but if he played all 162 games this year, he'd be he's on pace to hit 52 home runs, 121 RBIs. Um, his average is always around three, 320. So I I would not be shocked if we see Mike Trout being the top two again for the MVP of MVP voting. And if you really look at the AL MVP race, I mean, who other than Judge can you really look at? Judge Altuve. Altuve. Uh, Altuve. Uh, uh, Correa was in it, but then he ended up getting he, he, he ended up getting hurt, and yeah. so he won't come back. And two, I think it kind of helped Trout when he did get hurt because now he's back after the All Star break at the whole second half to make an impression. Where now Correa comes back, he's going to come back in September. He might only have, you know, three, maybe four weeks to make an impression to make a serious run at it. And plus, the Astros are going to be all locked up with the with the division. They're not going to want to put their guys out there for more risk of injury. So, you know, I think he's out. Um, but again, I think it's really going to come down to how he finishes the season and if the Angels can, I'm not saying they have to get the wild card, but if they're within, you know, a couple games of getting into the wild card and they can actually, people can see, while wow, they made a run, I think that would help his chances a lot. Right, absolutely. Another subject that was actually, I guess it was a series against uh, Cleveland. People were calling for Mike Sosha's head once again. It's like uh, <laughs> clockwork, Sosha clockwork. And I, under, I understand the frustration with Mike Sosha. I think I agree with a lot of the decisions that, like, man, why didn't he do this? Why didn't he do that? But then when you start to really think about it, whether what other options did he have? And I've said this. A hundred times, and even in previous podcasts and on, and on social networks, what option do we have right now as a manager that can step in and do an even better job than Mike's? That is a possible, a real possibility, not a, a, a dream. Like, oh, well, we'll just get Joe Madden. Right, it's not going to happen. Yeah, um, who really can step in? People were talking about Darren Erstad, but look at Darren Erstad would be a rookie manager. Rookie manager in the big leagues. In the not big even, leagues, not, yeah. He's not even. I would understand. 
if he was a bench coach on another team, and then you can bring him up, you know, see the process. Maybe he's been a, a third base coach or a first base coach, and he kind of worked his way up. But right. he is at the University of Nebraska, I believe. Yeah, Nebraska. Their manager, but... I mean, I don't know how hard that jump would be where you haven't done the the professional stuff in right. ever. And if you're frustrated with Sosha, be prepared to be frustrated for a few years with Darren Erstad. Yeah, because, right. I mean, it, okay, if you get rid of Sosha and you bring in, you know, let's just say Manager X, yeah. you're not going to get rid of him after first two seasons. You're going to, you know, they're, yeah. they're going to pay him. You know, it's going to take a four-year, five-year deal to get a manager in there. And I don't think Artie's the type that's like, yeah, fire him, I'm going to be playing two managers at one time because, right. you know, the cost of it isn't be too big. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. And I get, I get the frustration, guys. I get it. But we need to be realistic as fans and say, all right, well, you know, what other option do we have right now? You know, and considering, I mean, I think he's doing a decent job. Again, we go back to considering their injuries, considering everything that's happened with the bullpen, the lineup with guys. Mike Trout went out for a month, guys. Right, yeah. I mean, Maven, Valbuena, uh, Calhoun is out right now. No. Uh, you know, just people, and then people in the lineup not performing at their capabilities as well. Mike Sosha has pieced work this team to be pretty damn decent, in my opinion. You're right. And then again, too, this goes back, I listened to the, going back to the Baseball Tonight podcast, this was question was asked about Sosha and, and his future with the Angels because of the last couple uh, struggling years, and this is what they had to say about after another dismal season, will Mike Sosha be in the hot seat for the 2018 season for the Angels? Well, and one thing, to be clear, you can't blame Mike Sosha for where the Angels are now. Uh, they've had some big money contracts that haven't worked out, like for Josh Hamilton. Uh, new general manager Billy Epler is trying to rebuild the farm system, which has a long way to go. But I do wonder if it's next year is going to be a period of evaluation. And I also know Mike Sosha, Billy Epler have a very strong working relationship. You know, will Artie Moreno factor that in, or will he just look at the number of years it's been since the Angels have made the postseason and decide, you know what, we just need a new voice? All right. So I agree to some degree with the new voicing. This is something that I've said a few a few times on previous podcasts a few years ago, where. Sometimes you do need a change of voice, a change of culture in the clubhouse. Um, maybe that is something that we need. Who knows? At that point, something that you have to really consider. Uh, us as fans, really, we can't speak about that because we don't know what's happening in the clubhouse. Right. So, but yeah, it's, it's understandable. You know, he's been here so long. I think he might be the longest tenured manager in the big leagues, right? I believe so now, I yeah. I don't remember anyone being in their team longer. The only other person was Garden Hire, and then he's gone now. Right. So, Sosha has put in his work, but, you know, maybe we do need a new voice, but that's not for us to really uh, uh, get in a depth with because we don't know what's happening in the clubhouse. We don't know his philosophy per se. We know that it's always one game at a time, one pitch yeah. at a time. And that gets frustrating. I understand we hear the same thing over and over. And nothing happens, but you know what, guys? We just need to be patient. We need to realize that we fire him now. How better is the team going to be? Yeah, I, I mean, I don't see, and kind of what the, the clip said, too, the, the next year, two years might be crucial. might be the time where you look because now you don't have the excuse of the Hamilton contract. Right. The Hamilton contract comes off the books after the end of this year. So now, yeah, you can go out and spend on a little bit on a free agent. Now you can probably sign some of your guys to longer deals and kind of keep them around longer. Um, so with that, I, I would not be shocked if they gave him another lease one more year. And we haven't had a, a semi, I mean, I know each team's going to go through their own little stretch of health issues, but with the angels is this seems like they've had more than, more than most. And, and at key positions at starting pitching, you know, trout this, this year, um, you know, the last two years or none of our, none of our starting pitchers have, have been, had a full season, you know, so our ace. For the last, we haven't had it, yeah, or quote wow. unquote ace. Yeah, I mean, I mean, even what was it two years ago when he broke his leg, right? Yeah, he tore a ligament behind his knee. So yeah. I mean, kind of like yeah, like you said, you can't really blame Mike Social for everything. Um, big contracts kind of cost us our ability to go out and get somebody. Uh, trades that Jerry Depoto made that kind of just cleared our farm system from anything, right? The, like the Granky trade and then yeah, kind of lose, like. And that's a big thing, too, going back to what we were talking about with the, the trade deadline. Everyone was looking for the Angels to make some kind of splash, buy, sell, do something. But we weren't, I believe, in a situation where we could 
definitely we couldn't buy anything. We don't have the, the we didn't have anything to give. We didn't have the prospects to give up. Yeah, you know, or anyone at the major league level that anybody right. wants. Because you don't want to sell off whatever prospects you think you have for a rental or for an outside chance that you might make it. You want to kind of hold pack and you know, if say if next year or in a couple of years that we are running and are close to the division or clinch the division, and you feel like you're one piece away, then yeah, do it. But we're not, they're not one piece away. They are multiple pieces away. And we yeah. can't, we can't, they can't just be buying a U Darvish or a uh, Sonny Gray or any of the big pitchers that got moved. And so you, we can't really sell though either because there's not a lot of prospects that are not a lot of MLB talent pitching wise because that was a big thing. If, if you noticed the, the trade deadline, mm-hmm. a lot of pitchers moved, relief pitchers, starting pitchers, because that's what a lot of teams wanted. Right. Besides Hernandez, we didn't really have, I mean, you could say a Parker. You can say, you know, Cam and Bud were kind of going through rough patches at the time, so you weren't sure yeah. what your value was. So they got something for Hernandez. It was a prospect that's going to be at our low A affiliate, 20 years old. Um, you know, right-hander. He uh, can go up to, he touched at 30, uh, 93 miles an hour, but he's mostly around the 90, 91 mile per hour range. Twenty, Like I said, 20 years old, young. Um, so you want to see what's going to happen with that. And again, you kind of hope because Hernandez was a spring training invitee that hopefully next year they can strike oil again with, you know, you don't want to bank on it, but it's not unheard of. You know, obviously no. the scouting, everyone wants to give the scouts a, a, a hard time, but they found some guys this year and maybe next yeah. year they can find one more guy to kind of fill in a spot too. So at, at the beginning of the year or spring training, I'm like, who the hell is Blake Parker? Exactly. Yeah. Who the heck is David Hernandez? He won't make the team. Yeah. Who did Bud Norris really? Bring him know? back from where? Yeah. yeah. So, you know, overachieving, yeah, but, you know, I mean, these guys are, are, are doing well, and like you said, finding bright spots. I think Keenan Middleton's a guy, too, that, all right, we were able to call him up this year. He's been able to pitch in some clutch situations and actually done well, so that can only make him better as a player, make the bullpen better in the future. Um, offensively, I think we're decent. Right. We just need guys to step. Valbuena is finally getting up to the 200 mark. Yeah. But, it, again, Valbuena, Calhoun. If Calhoun, Calhoun needs is, to find a, oh, a man. Rhythm. Yeah, he's struggling. And he's last. in the number two hole. That guy's in the number two. Not anymore, but he was in the two hole for the majority of the season. You need more production from your number two hole. Our pools are starting to come around with its power numbers now. But, like we've talked before, we can't expect him to be a 300 guy. No. But we need him to be able to drive in runs in clutch situations, especially batting behind Mike Trout. Right, and, you know? and he did go through that really bad yes. stretch. Over uh, twenty something. Over twenty four. He went over twenty four. But then, you know, you kind of have to keep him going. Like someone said, was because again, we are on Instagram, Halo Haven Instagram. Someone did post a comment earlier saying, "What's up with Pujols? You know, why isn't the West Coast media killing him?" It's like, there's only so much you can say to the guy or about the guy. But at the end of the day, you look at his overall numbers. He's still a Hall of Famer. So <laughs> yeah, you, you, I mean, no doubt. I'm sure there's criticism, but you let him play, and then he has a five RBI game just yeah. like he did the on, day, on uh, Tuesday, Tuesday night. night. Yeah. So he still has that in him. He still right. has the ability to get doubles. He still has the ability to drive people home. And I think anyone, I don't care what team you're on or how old or young they are, they're going to go through stretches where they're going to struggle. Yeah. And maybe his lasts a little bit longer because he's older. Right. But you let him play through it, and he's everything comes back to the mean. Everything comes back to where your averages are. And, and yeah. His, He'll be all right. He'll be okay for the year. Yeah, you just can't depend him to be a 300 guy right. anymore. That's just it. He's uh, Mo Vaughn when we got him. He's 30 home runs, uh, 100 RBIs, batting 250. You know. Right. But uh, it's, it's other guys in the lineup like Valbuena, like uh, Calhoun, Escobar. They need to step up more. And I think if they did, we'd be in a lot better situation than we are even now. So, I mean, we can nitpick all we want, but, you know, and we have the right to – we're fans, so we have the right. right to criticize the team because, you know, we do spend money on buying tickets. We do spend money on the jerseys and the hats. So we do have a right to gripe. But at the same time, we got to be realistic with what we gripe about or what we're complaining about. We can't trade uh, uh, Cliff Pennington to the Dodgers for Clayton Kershaw, guys. Yeah. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. The Angels were, weren't active in the trading deadline because we didn't have anybody to give up. Right. We're not going to get somebody. We got to give up quality to get quality. The only way we'd ever get Kershaw is if we traded Mike Trout. Right? And if you so. even if you look at the trades that were made for the big for the big names like the U Darvish, like the Sonny Grays, right. um they didn't get a whole lot in return. Like the the um 
Oakland A's got a couple prospects. Uh, same thing with Texas. They didn't get a whole lot back. I mean, right. a, lot of I these guys, just... a lot of these guys that you're hearing about that are getting traded are not even like their number one prospects. They're like the right. fifth and ninth prospects. Like, yeah, they're nice, but but they think you're going to get this overhaul of prospects for a middle reliever that's having a good season but has never done it before in the past is kind of unrealistic. Like, for what we got with David... Hernandez was, I think, kind of the going rate. It wasn't going to be like an A for an A player. It was yeah. going to be, you know, a, a C plus for like a maybe a C minus player with upside. Like, I, right. and I think that's kind of how it turned out. Right. Hernandez had a great year, and he's still having a great year, career long. But at the same time, if I'm the other team, I'm looking at it like he's already passed his personal high in innings. He's pitching better than he ever has. So you're kind of again waiting for the downhill. Like, am I really going to be able to put give these guys this when in couple of weeks he, he gets arm fatigue and right. he's not being able because he's pitched more than he ever has before so right. the trade deadline is a little bit a uh, little bit weird when you yeah. try to figure it out it was you know a lot, I heard a lot, heard a lot of people saying they didn't do sh- you know they didn't do this they didn't do that and I was saying they're going well that's I, I mean the market wasn't there for us like you know and they're like oh they didn't go out and get any pitching well there wasn't much pitching to get to right. choose from to begin with at the start of the season right. so and if you look at again, we're gonna go back to this again. Our pitching is pretty much set up. Just right. everybody got hurt. You know what I mean? And too, like it, with with the free agent class coming up, there's not gonna there's be still a, not. Yeah, there's not gonna be a great free agent class. There's not no. gonna be that one guy. I mean, coming into the year, you thought um, Jake Arrieta was gonna be that guy because he was he was coming to his his um, free agent year, but he struggled all year. So now, Angels might or a team might be able to get him on the cheap. For like a year to kind of, because he would want to reestablish his his right. his price, right? Because he's not going to get what he got at the end of last season. Just, no, he's struggling too much. So hopefully, you know, they're able to hopefully to get something and free agency. But see, even the dogs are wild. Yeah, look at that. We hit a nerve. They hit a nerve with it. That's that's free that's, that's the barking that I heard on Facebook, on Instagram from a lot of Angel fans talking about how the Angels need pitching. How they didn't do anything at the trade deadline. That's exactly what I heard. Either that or we're getting broke into right now and we don't even know it. (laughs) The homie didn't come through the right door. Yeah. But, um, no, I mean, anything else you want to touch on before we start wrapping this show up? I mean, Um, um, I guess, again, injuries. Just a quick update on injuries. Uh, Calhoun should be back uh, this weekend. He's available to pitch it tonight. Again, we're, we're we're doing it from Thursday night. Right. Um, the game's going on right now, so I'm not sure if he's up, been up, or anything. That they said at the beginning of the game he was would be able to uh, pitch hit if needed. Same thing with Escobar. Escobar should be back this weekend. Maben's headed out to AAA Salt Lake for uh, Friday, Saturday. Monday is the target date if everything goes well. Uh, Skaggs, I said already, uh, start Saturday. Um, Meyer still unsure. Haney still has three or four starts left in AAA Salt Lake. Hopefully, get him up. Um, what about Shu? Shu, same thing. He uh, pitched off a mound. They said last. I was watching the game last night, and they mentioned him as far as having a really good, what they call a, a high, like a high performance uh, bullpen session. Which okay. means normally when you hear someone say, "Oh, he had a bullpen session," you're kind of it's controlled. Okay, work on this pitch. Work on this pitch. This bullpen session he had was more act like there's a pitch. Act like there's a batter up there. Okay, now work a sequence. Work strike. Uh, you yeah. know what I mean? Like work yeah. like you're actually in a physical game, full exertion, full everything. And they said the response back to that, but his body wise was really well. So okay, good. They're hoping again if you can get Shu, Haney, and Skaggs all back by the middle of this month, middle of August, end of August. I think that helps us out a lot. But I think those are probably the three more realistic ones because. Yeah. Um, by the end of tonight, we should know if, if Richards is is cleared to throw off a mound, which would help him out. But again, I think the three starters you're looking for the most to come back quickest is going to be Skaggs. He's already is. Haney's already uh, minor league starts and shoes. You know, had a really good bullpen session. Now we'll see if they send him on the road for uh, minor league minor league uh, starts. But other than that, I mean, MRI on. Uh, Houston Street came back and they found something with his shoulder. So I don't, I, mm. I kind of the same thing. I don't see him coming back a whole lot at the um, during this year. Um, Andrew Bailey's uh, struggling in AAA. I saw earlier, so don't not sure about that. Tropiano is not going to be in this year. They're looking for him to get some starts in. Um, yeah. The the fall league. And that's that's really what we're looking for is next season. Yeah. You know, with with Tropiano. So yeah. So you I mean your your big ones that the look forward to are going to be the. 
Calhoun, Escobar, Haney, Maben, um, Shoemaker, and Skaggs. Those are going to be the big names you, you'll see coming back. And then, you know, the Angels are going to have to make some moves. And they're going to send someone down. They're going to have to move people around into the bullpen. I mm-hmm. mean, some of the bullpen guys that we know are going to be bounced out. Right. So it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting what they do with uh, uh, with Revere because Revere's having a pretty good last 21 days. Right. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see how the how everything goes. Um Nice. Well, yeah, that's, I mean, guys, they, they could only get better with these guys coming back. These guys give us the best chance to win. I'd rather have Skaggs up there pitching, you know, rather than having a spot starter. Right, yeah. You know, come on, it's, let's be realistic with that. You know, oh, you know, if he gets roughed up once or twice, that's going to happen, you right. know. Um, that's Prepare when it, yourself. Right, but that's when it, that's, in the long run, they're going to be the guys that you need to pitch a big game. Right. You know, so, um so I mean, is that that's pretty much it, right? I mean, what else? Yeah, that's Nothing. it. That's uh, that's and again, kind of what we touched at the beginning of the podcast is like we're going to be doing this more often. Yes. You know, one way or the other, it's either going to be just me, you know, just John, both of us. Again, the whole idea is for both of us to do it together, but right. life happens. So one yeah. day I might not be available, he might not be available, but the whole idea is to produce more content, to produce right. more podcasts. You know, and you know, if something happens, something breaks. You know, one of us will probably get to the podcast pretty quick and be like, hey, breaking news, you know, yesterday such and such happened or so-and-so is is coming back. So that's the idea. Stick with us. We're getting into this routine. We we got kind of rebranded. We're trying to work little things out behind Mm -hmm. the scenes. So stick with us. We're trying to work it out. Yeah. And, you know, more stuff will come, you know, as, as... as the weeks progress. Yeah, look for uh, look for the live feeds on Halo Haven, Halo underscore Haven on Instagram, right? Yep. And then same on Facebook, thing. same thing? Uh, yeah. And right. then uh, uh, Snapchat, you know, Halo, Halo underscore Haven 2010. But there's links and all that yeah. stuff on our other, you know, you link, you get to one, you'll you'll find a link to all the other stuff. So. Right, right. And, and then, we, then have, so. we, and then look for us at the park, guys. Like, one of us is almost always there. Not always, but I mean, big games, we're going to be there. Like, you're there, I'm there. Friday, yeah. I think we'll all be there except for the curator. The curator's got some stuff to take care of, but I know you and I will be at the game. We've got to get that bobblehead. Yeah, bobblehead and, game. And trying to kind of trying to catch up to the curator. We got to. Oh, there's only a couple games where he's gonna miss that. We're like, all right, cool. We can play catch up a little bit. A little bit. I mean, you know, he's. I'm looking over at the case right now, and I'm like, I don't have that one. I don't have that one. I don't have yeah, that one. Exactly. I don't have that one. I don't have that one. So. Yeah. Um, and if you're on Instagram, he's showing. He was showing you for a, a little, a little sneak a, a peek little, of his collection. Right a little there. taste of. Uh, that's probably. I'm at like maybe a quarter of what he's got over there. Yeah. He's. That's insane. But um, no. Look for us at the park, guys. At the stadium. Look for us. We're gonna start trying to get to the 66ers games as well. We got some lined up for that. Um, and then all the links are gonna be on Halo Haven. And look for us too. We'll, we'll start. We'll, we're gonna, we're trying to make a better effort. Uh, the website, thehalohaven.com. Yeah. yeah. We're working on it. We're trying to get this linked up there. We're trying to get our, all our Instagram, all our Twitter, all our Facebook, all that information on the website. So, again, it's right. thehalohaven.com. Um, you'll find little bios on all of us. You'll find this little like, photo albums from games that we go to. Friends of the, you know, friends of Halo Haven, they take pictures. So, post, hopefully post some of their stuff. So, yeah. a little bit under construction, but go to it. It has a lot of information. When Chris starts making shirts and, and hats and all that stuff, that's where you're going to go to buy it. So yeah. make sure you check it out, thehalohaven.com. Perfect. So that's going to wrap it up for this edition of the All Angels podcast from the uh, Halo Haven headquarters. Yes, we try to be here as much as we can. Yeah. As long as Chris is okay with it. And or are we able to get a key, one or the right, other. Right. So Or like the password, or we like we move a brick and the, the garage door opens or something. Hideaway. Yeah. Um, so from Halo Haven's headquarters, I'm Johnny Banks with Daniel Garcia. Look for the next podcast next week. We're, we're try we'll try to work it out where where I don't think we're quite know what day we're actually gonna yeah, set it. We'll to. try to get consistent about every whatever. Yeah, but we want to at least do it once a week. So catch the show next week again. www.spreaker.com. Obviously, if you're listening to it, if you're listening to it on a Facebook link that you caught maybe on Halo Haven or you see on uh, some link that you caught it on, you can actually go to www.spreaker.com. Create a uh, a little profile. It's absolutely free. You can leave us questions on there as well. And then we'll be able to know if you listen to us. But we're also working to get on iTunes like we said. And when that happens, we'll post a link up. So again, see you guys later from Halo Haven's uh, headquarters. Uh, catch you guys next week.
there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. <laughs> 